Hey everyone, this is Thea, and I want to welcome you to the corner of here and now, where we talk about real life, recovery, success, spirituality, and anything else that might come up right here, right now. Hold on to your seat, because we're in for a ride. This is episode 2.27. So if I have my calculations right, this is our 28th episode in a row. 28 days, 28 episodes so far. And we are going till January 1st. So we got a little ways to go. But we are past halfway, and I'm pretty excited about it that uh, we've made it this far. Even with some technical difficulties here and there, managed to to get the podcast going and stick to the goal. It's about consistency. It's about discipline. It's about self-integrity, you know, doing what we say we're going to do. Super, super important. That's how we build self-esteem, self-confidence, self-trust. If I can do this, I know that I can do other things. So uh, um, it's those stackable wins, right? that we talk about a lot. Um, I've kind of got all kinds of ideas all over the place in my brain today. And um, uh, I was thinking about a lot of times when we do, when if you like own a biz business, what we'll do, or even if you go to the gym or something like that, you know, you figure out where you are right here, right now. And then you figure out where you want to be down the road. And then the idea is to figure out how to fill in that gap, right? So if I want to lose 50 pounds, you know, the personal trainer or my health coach or whatever it is, whoever it is I'm working with, they'll say, okay, you need to eat like this and you need to exercise like this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's about filling in that gap. What are the things I can do to get to that goal? And so, and it's the same with anything, right? We can use that formula for anything out there. And what I was thinking about was in recovery, filling that gap. But it's kind of interesting, like we've kind of talked about before, is that we really don't have an end goal in mind. But we have a series of things that we do to get to this goal, for lack of a better word, this place down the road and I've mentioned before doing this that it's interesting that we never talk about the goal it's not like you come into the rooms for your first meeting and we say okay where are you today you know and you say well my life is going like this and blah 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 where do you want to be well I'd really like to be over there by where so-and-so is and da 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 right so how do I fill in that gap but that's not 
that's not how we do it. That's not how we do it at all. But there are some, you know, there's a lot of similarities there because we have to figure out a process and we have to figure out little goals, right? The first goal maybe is 90 meetings in 90 days. Okay, you get to call your sponsor every day for 30 days, depending on, you know, who, who we ask to be our sponsor. Um, we call other people in the support group because we get a list of phone numbers, <coughs> excuse me, at our first meeting. So, you know, someone says, hey, you need to call some of those people. Um, you know, we read the book. We um, pray. We sit quietly, write the five things, the process. That's how we fill the gap. Sometimes we don't understand how doing these things will fill the gap because it makes no logical sense to us whatsoever, you know, Losing 50 pounds makes a lot more sense. The thing that's interesting about the 50 pounds, though, is once I get to the 50 pounds lost, what do I do? There's this whole maintenance idea, right? If I hit my 50-pound mark and then I go back to eating exactly the way I was eating and not exercising and doing everything I was doing when I walked in the gym or the health center or whatever... I'll go right back, and then some, right? I'll go right back, and it'll be even be worse. So I was thinking about, along with that, one thing is that um, taking failure off the table. It's like that whole no matter what club, which I was just I was just reading. I'm going to read that when we're done. Um, just take it off the table. Like, I can't, I can't fail at this. There's, for me, I can't fail at this. I would have to say that my recovery and staying clean is one of the few things I've ever 100% committed to one day at a time in my entire life. There's only a few things in my life that I've committed to 100%. Failure is off the table. I'm in the no matter what club. I don't have the t-shirt. I don't have the tattoo. But I'm definitely in that club. Um, Some other things that we can ask ourselves. What would your life be like if you didn't stay clean? (coughs) Right? Or if you didn't act now. Right? If there was something, a goal or something, if you don't act on it now, what would your life be like? If you don't act on it or if you don't stay clean, where will you be one year from now if you don't stay clean? Versus where will you be one year from now if you do stay clean? What's interesting about that question, and this is is a theory of mine, is that, um, you know, it's easier for us to see where I'll be if I don't take action. Where it's a lot scarier in some ways to think about what would my life be like if I do take action. Like if I take this new action to make these changes, to give this new thing, say recovery, a 100% chance, I have to do some things and get to know some people 
that I don't really feel comfortable with. And that's scary to us because there is this weird unknown, like we don't know where we're going exactly. And, you know, even though drugs and alcohol are horrible, at least I know where I'm going. It's that weird thing of sitting in the shitty diaper, right? Eventually the shitty diaper gets cold and gross, though, just like using does. But I think that's interesting. And then the other thing to kind of follow that up, what what would you miss out on if you continued using? What would I miss out on if I don't take advantage of this new opportunity? I mean, I can stay where I'm at in this weird uncomfortableness where I know what's going to happen. Or I can take advantage of this new opportunity. What would I miss out on? Like, I think that could be a really powerful question. I know it's something I need to ask myself. And I might miss out on the things that I just, you know, I have, I still have dreams or still things I want, even though I've been clean a really long time. If you're new and you've never had the opportunity to go after your goals and dreams, it might seem really scary, like... Well, I don't, I don't think I can get that. Maybe I don't deserve that. I've never had it in the past. So, again, these are, you know, that's Betty, right? Or the res- resistance that starts to come up when we start to make these big changes in our life, when we try to reinvent ourselves. We come across these things that jump up in front of us and they, and they stop us. At least they do, they do me. I should keep that on myself. Um, you know, talking about taking on these new opportunities, and I can personally reflect back on my drug use. If you handed me a new drug, I didn't worry about what the drug was going to do. I just took it. There was no worrying about it. There was no, what if it does this? What if it does that? I would just do it. But now, when I want to do something new, not a new drug, obviously, but a new activity or something new at work or whatever the deal is, I start to worry about it. Well, how's that going to work? What's going to happen? What are people going to think? Am I going to be good at it? Am I going to survive? Blah, 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 blah. I never thought of that stuff before. I just did whatever I needed to do to get that numbing feeling that I wanted at the end. There was never any... Um, there was no thinking about it or worrying about it. And I, and I would push my limits, right? I would push my limits on that. What I wanted to know what my limits were when it came to consumption. Why not find out what my limits are now? Why not be willing to push and see what my limits are in this next phase of where I'm at in my life and my recovery. You know, I've had the awesome opportunity to accomplish most of my goals in my life. Like I've accomplished, I'm 51 years old and I've accomplished, you know, 99% of everything I wanted to do. And so I've kind of moved into this new area of, I get expansion for lack of a better way to to put it. 
and it's taking on a whole new meaning for me. I, I've had a blueprint, if you will, for a long time um, of goals and things I wanted to do. And when I got clean, I just set about accomplishing them. I didn't even really think about it that much. I mean, I did at times, but I, I was clean. I was trusting God. Things were clipping along. And I I went for it, and I went with my intuition and if I wanted to do something I would go do it I've never been a person to not do what I wanted to do um, but something interesting has happened over the last couple of years and it's gotten tougher for me to do that it's gotten a little bit more difficult for me to jump out although I'm sitting here talking into this microphone which is is weird and I'm putting all this out there in the in the world but like I always say, I hope it's going to help somebody. Like that's my only goal is that it helps somebody. If one person can get a nugget out of this, then that's the that's the deal, right? One person gets one nugget. If someone out there hears what they need to hear so that they can stay clean or go fulfill a goal or a dream that they want to do, then then that's that's huge. That's the beautiful part of this. Um but why not push those limits? Why not try those pivot? <laughs> you know, 2020 in the business world is all about pivoting. How do we keep our bar or re restaurant open? How do we keep our our place open? How do we, you know, how do we move from face to face to to online internet based um, whatever classes or whatever it is that we're that we're doing? So, you know, it's all about pivoting even the meetings like we talk about you know is is about going from sitting in the blue room to now being on zoom so there's been a lot of pivoting going on and you know i know that for me personally i'm in a big stage of that you know i don't exactly know where things are headed in some areas of my life so i'm having to go back and get back into that third step right of really getting okay and going through the process of letting go and surrendering and what is my higher power and like we talked about uh, last week on that one just for today is like it's all about how big my higher power is is it limitless right my potential is limitless when i my higher power is big enough so being able to, I guess, get okay with that, for lack of a better way to put it. I'm not really, I'm not really sure um, how to put that. But that reinvention, that's my word right now, reinvention, reinventing and seeing what comes out the other side, see what see what 2021 is going to have in store, right? Like, whew. I don't want to say it's not going to get any worse. <laughs> I'll be, oh, I'll be all like, shit, don't say that. But I want to read something to you guys here. So this is out of more will be re re revealed um, in the basic text. And it's on page 98. But I think this is a fifth edition. Yep, I have a fifth edition book here. So, um, it goes like this. 
If we are unwilling to listen to others, we will deny the need for improvement. We learn to become flexible and to admit when others are right and we are wrong. As new things are revealed, we feel renewed. We need to stay open-minded and willing to do that one extra thing. Go to one extra meeting. Stay on the phone one extra minute and help a newcomer stay clean one extra day. This extra effort is vital to our recovery. We come to know ourselves for the first time. We experience new sensations to love, to be loved, to know that people care about us and to have concern and compassion for others. We find ourselves doing and enjoying things that we never thought we would be doing. We make mistakes and we accept and learn from them. We experience failure and we learn how to succeed. Often we have to face some type of crisis during our recovery, such as death of a loved one, financial difficulties, or divorce. These are realities of life. They don't go away just because we get clean. Some of us, even after years of recovery, find ourselves jobless, homeless, or penniless. We entertain the thought that staying clean was not paying off, and the old thinking stirred up self-pity, resentment, and anger. No matter how painful life's tragedies can be for us, one thing is clear. We must not use no matter what. This program, this is a program of total abstinence. That's what it goes on to say. So no matter what's going on, my job is to stay clean and dive back into that third step, that 11th step. Trust my higher power. And no matter what, be willing to take some action. Going with my gut, going with my intuition, and, you know, trust the process. So that's it on this Monday night at 8.59 p.m. Hope you all are doing great. Peace out, and I will talk to you tomorrow. All right, everyone, that's another episode of The Corner of Here and Now. Thank you for joining me. If you like what you're hearing, please share, comment, and or subscribe. Please know that the music used in this podcast is the one and only Kenny Cordray. The song is called Rojo that was generously donated by his family. Until the next time we meet on The Corner of Here and Now, remember, we're all just walking each other home. Peace out.